hello and welcome to the Flicks Forum podcast with Jesse and MJ, where each episode we go back and look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This is the 22nd day of Podmas, where we are putting out an episode every day in the lead up to Christmas. Today, we have Netflix's 70th film. It's the 2018 romantic neo-noir sci-fi film, Mute. It's directed by Duncan Jones, stars Alexander Skarsgård, Paul Rudd, and Justin Thoreau. And we have a special guest joining us again since the start of Christmas, which wasn't that long ago, but we have Simo Simo back. Hi. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's been, what, three weeks now? Yeah. Ray reviews from me last episode. I was going to say, it must have been not too bad that... um, We bust you back. We've got got back in and, and... Thank you for you still inviting watch, me. If you, if you don't perform, like that's. I was gonna say, how, how many podcasts until like you feel? I feel happy. Become and, a regular, or I was gonna say regular. <laughs> I'm just say like we'll discuss it at this board meeting. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm happy to be here. Thank good. you. Good. So this one, excited. Can we just right off the bat? We obviously have had a bet throughout the entire entirety of Podmas. <laughs> we have back Christmas through the Podmas. Do you want to just say it? Sure. Away? So we had a, we had a, we've had a little little few bets where we thought, hey, we need to get some Christmas references in yeah. some films, and we've had two films, and then I went triple or nothing triple to say, nothing. are we going to have yeah. another Christmas reference? And thank God we did. There was a few. <laughs> and I was watching it. There was like Christmas carols on or whatever. I was like, damn it! And I'm like, you know what? Maybe Jesse right now. He'll, 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 I was listening. Know. I was like, I was like. I know that song, but it's in German. I was like, that's Jingle Bells. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so I was like, so, bang. And then there's like Christmas trees in the shopping mall. There was... So whatever the stakes were, you get I three win. times the amount. I'm of, so excited. Yeah. So excited. I'm not going to quadruple price. or nothing with two more days to go or whatever it is. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with that. It's a good win. Well done, mate. I don't even want to take the win for that. <laughs> <laughs> so we like to start our show with our fast flicks where we do a quick summary of the film. We're going to start with our guest simo today. You can talk. Oh. Give us your rundown right. of this film. I was happy with my fast fix last time I was on this one. All right, we'll see. Here we go. <laughs> Based in the future, Mute tells the story of one man who can't speak and another who can't seem to stop speaking. Their lives become intertwined and it's their voice, or lack of, that gets them into trouble. A tale that's one part sci-fi, one part romance, and one part I have no idea. Both characters feel trapped in a world they now live in. This is good. Yeah. You've got, you got a bit going on there. I like that. That was... That was pretty heavy nice characterization yeah. two Ooh. main characters yeah. very nicely done I need to bring some spot to the table no, that was good yeah. that's good MJ what do you think I've just got um, in a futuristic society a mute Amish man navigates the gritty underworld club scene to find his missing girlfriend good your voice sounds a little bit deep today what's going on yeah I, well you guys do know because <laughs> we've been talking about it I did have a Christmas party last night so a little bit under the weather. We've we've gone for an early we've gone for a morning uh, recording today. So, but anything for the cause. Good, good. All right, I've my. You got to, you're letting him off a little bit easier there. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was trying to think of some joke about being mute. Yeah. <laughs> just to play out. Maybe that would have been good. I could have come into this film as Alexander Skarsgård's character, and we could have recorded like that. And you could have just sat there, and just not done it. And you, MJ's definitely here. I can promise. Just throw me in the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding his breath or something. Uh, so my fast flicks is a mute man goes on a whodunit chase looking for the love of his life. Done. Good. Okay. We're going to spoil this film quite yep. early. Spoilers. So if you want to watch it, go watch it. Come back. What have we found out about this film? MJ, yep. I want to hear that <laughs> deep, lovely voice. It's very, very attractive. Well, there's a, there's a bit going on with this film. Um, Duncan Jones, the director, a bit of a... Um, pride and joy of his was basically 
stuck in development hell for for a long time. Um, whether it was getting someone to pick it up, someone to fund it, um, getting people attached to it. Um, but he has basically. Have you guys seen Moon? Uh, I know Sam of Rockwell. Moon. I haven't seen it, but obviously there's a, a connection with this one. There is, which I, I and I've seen Moon, and I love Moon. It's an awesome film. If you haven't seen it, I, I would highly recommend anyone who's listening. But I didn't, I didn't pick up the references whilst watching this, um, and the stuff that I was reading, I was like, man, that's really cool. I wish I had have picked that up. But basically, he wrote this, or he he penned this film before Moon, which released in 2009, um, and. Basically, it seemed to me that Sam Rockwell, he wanted to cast Sam Rockwell as um, Leo. No, No, sorry. Sam Rockwell wanted the role of Leo. He wanted him for the role that Paul Rudd played. Um, And then it was kind of like, okay, this is not going to work out. So then Duncan Jones like, you know what? I'll write you a movie. Um, And he wrote Moon for Sam Rockwell. So he sort of sees this as like living in the same universe as Moon, um, despite being very different films I must say yeah um, well that, yeah the the only thing that I picked up was that scene in the cafe where we got the TV screen in the background I should have rewatched that because I read about it but um, I didn't when I was watching it I, okay. I wasn't thinking it but obviously well, they referenced the, I didn't I haven't seen Moon but I was like you know you've got Sam Rockwell just on the screen for one little thing it's got to have some sort of well that was he said he, he wanted to have more references to it but they had Sam Rockwell for one day for shooting so like well we can't really do much because <laughs> <Yeah. So, laughs> as we go on I know you do a section about questions and I have a lot of questions with the movie so I'm not sure please if, feel free if we talk about whatever you want to ask a question about but I mean in. one of my questions was like the, the stuff that was on the TV so if someone hadn't watched Moon is there a, like a lot of things that were missing I think it's more of a tribute to it rather than a you missed a plot point because of it. Um, there was nothing about that that changed what happened in Mute. It's just basically saying this is existing in the same universe. Yeah. All right. So, um, what else? Um, so Netflix came on board basically because of Stuart Finnegan, the producer. Um, and basically it seems to me like they just had the right combination of budget and cast for Netflix to be like, yeah, this is probably going to be worth yeah. worth our while. Uh, we can make this film with this budget. We think with this cast, we're going to get X amount of people to watch it or we can advertise it the way we want to advertise it. And it, it fit their, their little slot and, and that's how they make their films, right? Yep, yeah. So it was filmed in 2016. <clears throat> yeah, in 2016. September. So it came out in Feb 2018. So it filmed in 2016 and then Netflix, um, I think Netflix picked it up in like November 2016 or something. Okay. So they sort of picked it up just after they'd started making it. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, good. All right, well, uh, the, the thing that I, there's a couple of little bits and pieces, but I had no idea. So the, the director, his dad's David Bowie. Yeah, correct. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And that uh, little... Um, tribute at the end with the two names so it was his dad yep. which was David Bowie and his nanny yeah. which I thought that was but I had no idea that his dad was David Bowie what's David Bowie's normal name because I saw David, it come up David, yeah David Bowie's name is David Jones David Jones yeah. okay well yeah because I saw that and I, I, I question like but obviously I didn't know yeah that. I didn't know that yeah. that was his name yeah and I obviously didn't I didn't know Duncan Jones was his no, there's there's a couple. So this film was almost made into an animated film with CGI instead yeah. of live action. I think that was the thing. Like Duncan Jones was so into this film, he's like, you know, I, I guess when you have a project where you're like, this has to get made, and it didn't, it wasn't working any other way, and he's like, well, this could be a way to do it, but he said it just wouldn't have worked the way he wanted to do it. Hmm. It was filmed in Germany. Obviously, it was based Berlin. In Berlin yeah, wasn't it? based in Berlin. 
I like there was a little David Hasselhoff reference yeah. on the currency, yeah. on the money, yeah. <laughs> which was pretty cool. <laughs> I saw that and I thought it was cool, but did it, did it have to be based in Berlin? There was a lot of like, you know, shots, obviously it's based in the future and all the things like that. Did it feel very overwhelmingly Berlin to you? I felt like they put no, up on screen not, not really, saying, yeah. this is Berlin kind of to try and tell, tell you, you because otherwise, you know, I think maybe because it's in the future, they're trying to do it, but it didn't. I think if you didn't know and they didn't tell you, there's a lot of things you would you just nah, wouldn't know. Didn't even need to know, yeah, know that. I guess it was originally conceived as a British gangster movie, really? um, which is so different. <laughs> and then they changed the idea to make it in Tokyo, and they wanted Ken Watanabe to be Leo. Um, and that's when, after the success of Moon, is when Duncan Jones rewrote it to make it exist in the future. Future, okay. I wonder, <clears throat> and apparently he's got a third film that he wants to tie in somewhere. So this is what I'm I, I'm confused with this because they're saying it's part of like this trilogy, yeah. but then I'm, I've also heard that Source Code is part of that trilogy because Source Code's another Duncan Jones yeah. film, and but another another article sort of said there's a third film that we don't know about yet that exists in it. So because um, I can see Source Code existing in this, right? It, yeah. it kind of makes sense to to have that futuristic type feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what, what, it won some awards. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't check that. <laughs> it won... Um, it won sorry, it didn't win. It was nominated. So it was nominated for the Best Production Design for an Independent Feature Film at the British Film Designer Guild Awards. Specific, but I, 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 that makes sense. That was... Would you classify Netflix films as independent films, though? Well, it's not necessarily a Netflix film. Like, I don't think you can say a Netflix film is or isn't independent. I think there's some independent films that are Netflix original films because they pick them up from... Um, Production companies. Yeah, and they also pick them up basically after they've been at um, film festivals. So, yeah. and is it, I don't know if this one fits in. Yeah, that, I, that, I was just wondering, yeah. There's a question for the <laughs> Flix Forum, guys. Do you feel like as you're going through the movies, now you're what, what number is this? 70. 70. Does it feel like less independent as we kind of go through? And obviously there's a lot of big ones. I think it's just a big mix. And that's that's probably the appeal of Netflix is they've got this scattergun approach where as opposed to like cinematic releases, let's look at say Disney, they're trying to make a film that everybody wants to see. Whereas Netflix wants to make films for everybody. So there'll be 10 films and you'll like three of them and Jesse will like three of them and I'll like four of them. And that's how they do it. Any reason why you like more than us? Just I'm <laughs> just a little bit more positive. Than you, yes. Based on the history yeah. of our um, your hey, ratings, yeah. Yesterday we completely disagreed in the movie, and it hasn't hasn't gone away with me. All right, so okay, good. So uh, one this, and a half stars are irreplaceable. You, Jesse, come on. That was yesterday. We've, we've moved on. It's a new day. It's a fresh day. You, you've moved on. I've moved on. So this is one. I actually had one of those Netflix percentage matches for this one. And oh, it's yeah. been a couple of days since I've had that. Did anyone? Did you have one? I did. Yep. Yeah. What did you have? Seventy nine. Seventy nine. At eighty three. Pretty close. Very close. Um, I wonder why I got seventy nine. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea why I got eighty three. I, I feel either. like I haven't watched many movies with uh, futuristic mutants yeah. who are Amish, so I don't know where they got that. Maybe because you like Ark. No, like, yeah, you <laughs> maybe might. Maybe actually, yeah, maybe it's a good call. Uh, the other th- and the other thing, there's a character in there called Duck, and then towards the end you find out that his name um, is Donald. Yeah, and I was like that. Two um, days in a row, we've had a oh, Donald yeah. Duck reference. That's true. <laughs> Yesterday, there was a, a bit about Donald there Duck's was a bit about Donald surname. Duck. So yeah, no, his middle name. Middle name. Yeah. Um. All right. Some consensus time. Consensus. Yeah. What have What have you got? What sort of uh, audience critical consensus to share? Uh, IMDb is sitting at five point four out of ten, off nearly twenty seven thousand ratings. Letterbox is at two point two out of five, off sixteen thousand ratings. 
pretty ordinary to be honest they're pretty, yeah, they're pretty, pretty low, low scores so the google one came up again for me i'm down the side yeah this one was low 73 percent of google users so it's uh, we need to look into that we do i need to work but that, that is low because normally... you're just like 95 yeah. <laughs> percent. and then i've got our favorite rotten tomatoes 20 percent on 83 reviews so that's actually a rotten uh rating yeah. and the audience was at 47 percent on yeah. nearly 1500 so this is not very well received not at all not at all so that probably leads us into giving mm. our early thoughts on this film yeah mj go what are your early thoughts um i i probably agree with the masses it, it never really got going for me um I wasn't invested in the Nadira character and her relationship with Leo, and that's kind of the catalyst for the plot. <laughs> so I just couldn't—I couldn't get into it. There was no real sense of urgency or, or the stakes outside of Leo's own investment, right? So I get that he really needed this and really wanted it, but I didn't—I didn't feel it myself. So it just felt a little bit too self-indulgent within the world that was created, um, and it didn't need to be over two hours. So. I felt like he, he put too much focus on this world without yep. worrying about characters or plot. Um, I was a lot more invested in Paul Rudd and Justin Throw's characters, probably more because of their star power. Um, the, the characters themselves didn't quite fit, I don't think. Um, <laughs> but I was ho- I was always hopeful that there'd be more to it. Um, so I was, there, I was just more engaged in their scenes. But um, yeah, this was, this was a bit of a struggle. Simo? I had fairly similar... I, on purpose, watched, went in blind, didn't look at any ratings, and I, I really struggled with this movie and what I was going for. I felt like it was almost trying to be heavy. There was a lot going on, but I didn't feel invested. I didn't feel like there was a reason for me to kind of... I The whole the whole mute thing, I mean, I get it was a plot point, but I don't understand too much where it was going. The Amish thing was okay, yeah. but then it was kind of abandoned. I, same with MJ, like, I... I thought the scenes where with Paul Rudd and and Justin Theroux with um, Duck and Cactus were by far the highlights, and um, I know we'll, we'll talk more about some of the things that go on with those two, but they they were the, the only reasons I was like you know wanting to watch the movie and finish it, and I checked at, I felt like I was watching it for an hour, and I checked and it was thirty seven minutes. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, there's a, there's a long lot left, and I feel like there was like three points from my I think it's going to end, and then it didn't. I'm interested to to kind of answer throw yeah. throw through things your way yeah. as you go because maybe I missed some of the the stuff. But I, I hope that you liked it. I don't think that you missed a lot of stuff. I feel like on paper there was a lot of stuff in this that like this would be a cool thing. This would be a cool idea, but there was never any follow through with any of it, and never any actual connection to giving some thought about why they've got that there. So I was like, we'll pluck in, we'll dump this Amish thing in, and then not actually develop it. The Amish thing was just easy, wasn't it? Like, it's almost like we want to show this guy who's um, a bit technologically stunted and old school. Oh, let's make him Amish. That's That honestly is what it felt yeah, like. Because it like never came back, it, right? It's like, the future in a world where they can, you know, make him speak, but he's mute. Why is he still mute? And then they said, well, he's Amish. Is that it? Like, Yeah, it was a religious thing with his family. They yeah. decided not to give him the surgery. Yeah, yeah I've, I've got a bit about that later on. I don't want to give anyway, it out yeah, in the early thoughts. So yeah, I, I, I did think this was visually stunning though. Like I thought the, look the look good. of the film was really, really good, but it's sort of one of those same old sort of stories. And like you guys, it was half an hour longer than it needed to be. Yeah. Way too long. So looks like we're all going to be on a similar sort of page. Yeah. Let's look at some characters. MJ, give us a character that you'd like to discuss. Um, I, I think it's, probably important to start with Leo um, sure 
obviously difficult to have a character who doesn't have any dialogue in a film but extremely um he he was this I, I had a bit of trouble trying to figure him out to me he seemed like this beacon of loyalty um but how much of that is the fact that probably no one else has given him the time of day as Nadira has like he was completely obsessed with her and, and making sure she's okay and, and saving her when I got the vibe that they'd only been dating for a small amount of time and yeah um because he didn't even know her address and he'd never been to her house and all that kind of stuff but he was particularly violent without ever really thinking about his consequences and I think that was almost like this childlike uh aspect to his character and I think that's as we were talking about a similar place to where that Amish angle comes in like they wanted him to seem really stunted um but that just didn't really work for me um and I don't think he worked as this anti-hero type character. I think you're supposed to think like, oh, this guy, no, he doesn't really want to be a hero. Not really a conventional hero, but he's a hero. I'm like, I don't know if he is. Like, I don't know. It was a really, really interesting, strange, weird character to, to lead a film. Yeah, I, I couldn't understand or real like think realistically why they needed to make him mute. This film could have been, you know, possibly even better if he spoke the whole film. Definitely. And he could have just been like this quiet guy. Yeah. Like, um, and it, you know, it makes it extremely difficult for the for um, Skarsgård to actually perform as the character because sure. he's got to be over-emphasizing all the emotions and all the facial expressions, and then you don't really get into him as a character because you don't actually know anything about him. So you're you're offside with him straight away. So yeah. to have him as the lead role, it's really tricky. And he had that, you know, he had to me, he just had this one-track mind that he was in love and he'd do anything to sort out the girl, and you didn't know anything else about him. And that, you know, what about some background about? You know, they set up that his Amish and his family didn't operate. Mm. They set up that he's supposed to not be a violent person, but straight away you see him being violent. So that goes against the whole setup of that. Violence thing. comes so easy to yeah. And, you know, like, does, you know, what about some background on the family? Like, does he still hold it against them yeah. for not operating? Like, you've got a good character development you could have had that just isn't there. Yeah, the sister, didn't he? As yeah. Well? Like, yeah. where are they? What yeah. are they doing? Yeah. Why don't we know about them? And how much of the world changed in. Uh like the 30 years it took him to grow yeah. up yeah I got 30 years a long time. what about you Simo um, along the similar I don't think him being mute kept him from being likeable but it did keep you know you getting attracted beyond that kind of initial stage and development I thought it, it was hard to get connected to his motivations as you said to um, find Adira as much as you know just upon that base level that he loved her I think there was a few times with Luba and I think a couple of other characters are like, you know, she she's not doing these things for me. Why would she, she be doing it for you? Um, it was just it was just a little bit weird. I, like I thought it was he was fine, but again, like the relationship between him and Adira and everything about him, it was it was hard to get too deeply involved with. And, and which careful. you're supposed to, aren't you? Right? Like if you really want to like this film, yeah. you're supposed to be into that relationship. The type, the film, him. Yeah, exactly. The whole story is about him finding her, and if you don't care about that, then you do like. You're going to struggle. Yeah. Who, who have you got next? Cactus Bill. <laughs> Cactus? Um, I struggle. I struggled to see Paul Rudd in a dislikable role to the point where I like constantly found myself giving him the benefit of the doubt <laughs> when he was being a dick because it just kind of blended with his normal humor. Um, and I, I actually also think that was deliberate in the casting of Paul Rudd that you were supposed to be a bit ambiguous with Bill because he had this moral compass and then all of a sudden he would just do stupid like heinous stuff um, 
This is his second Netflix original film too, Paul it Rudd. It is, yeah. So Paul Rudd's climbing up the ladder over there. I, think, I don't think I've had anyone who's done more we than three. We need a tally of how many people are in each one. Yeah, we should actually. There's a, there's a couple that have been in three, so... Yeah. Um, but, like, because he calls out Dark about his borderline pedophilic uh, actions, and then you think, like, oh, this guy's all right. Like, he's going to make some good decisions. And then you find out that he just, like, murdered his daughter's mother... I think because of jealousy. It just wasn't justified and I didn't think you were being clever with this reveal of this character doing that. Um, I mean, so yeah, at the end you're like, oh, this guy's a dick, but I, I feel like that was that was supposed to feel like a, they were pulling the rug from beneath your feet, but it just didn't It didn't work and it didn't fit and it felt stupid, to be honest. Yeah. yeah I, for me, the setup of his character was that he wanted to get back to America with his daughter. Yep. And that was, that was his sort of character arc but I don't understand why he wanted to get back home so desperately when he, you know you're told as an audience that his ex-wife's back so he's obviously he's got an ex-wife he's got a woman here with a child he kills like you said he kills her the mother of the child and like why is he going what's the need to go back home yeah I, I just it, to me that didn't work and I thought a lot of his scenes where you know he's abusing or yelling or at other characters is just off too like yeah it was a weird character well my understanding was the reason he couldn't go home because he was a surgeon enlisted and he was what I got potentially part of this 150 or he was AWOL and he so he, he yep. so my, my whole thing was you know these are there's reasons why he can't go home and he's always wanted to go back home and like that was kind of motivating a lot of the things he did I mean the way I got it was he killed um, Nadira I don't know if it was jealousy but more that she was a barrier for him to, to get back home? Is that... I don't know. Because the, the way he was sort of camped out watching her and Leo that night before he drug, drugged them and took her didn't feel like a... It felt more like a... What, yeah, I don't know. Because I didn't feel like it was really jealousy either. But I don't think she really was a blocker, was she? And I, I don't, and I didn't get the impression that she was even sort of on the scene for the child. They didn't show nah, that So... Because I, I, I was confused. But then there was that scene where he was talking to her when she was obviously <clears throat> suffocating in that bag. Yeah. And then, like you and I think you said something along the lines like you you thought you could, you know, keep my door away from me or take yeah. it away and stuff like that. Well, maybe I, that I is, mean yeah, maybe that is more it, might, it actually makes more sense if that But as a like as a character I found him the most interesting part of the whole movie, I thought. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the it was interesting. He did, you know, you went from zero to a hundred to being a very, you know, kind of likable larrikin fun and his friendship with duck was was quite you know enduring and and then you know you had scenes like the bowling alley you know when he pushed his fingers and then yeah. he would like just kind of switch to this you know almost out. psychotic yeah. madman and then that paves the picture for the you know the actions and stuff that we get at the end but i felt i felt that the scenes with paul rudd playing characters were the the only ones that i seemed to like <laughs> yeah that's a good point who, who have you got next duck <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Man, that was a weird character. I don't understand why you needed the pedophilia thing for him as a character. No. I did, it was just like, I didn't get it. Me too. But, but then, was it the thing at the end with like, the, I don't know, we wouldn't call it a twist, but you know, him taking the daughter and there was that feeling, okay, he's gonna, he's got, you know, bad intentions with um, Cactus's daughter because mm. he's got, you know, pedophilic <laughs> it was a big it was a big leap to to go down that path like 
that's a big decision to just all right we're going to touch on pedophilia in this film and not really do much with it they they just kind of put it out there because at the start obviously when he was in the the brothel and then he's talking to the girl the girls who look young and he's like oh we don't spoil this for me you're 16 in quotations i'm like okay what's up yeah and then when he had obviously he runs a clinic a clinic where he has you know prosthetic replacements and then he kind of lined up the girl from behind and, you know, this girl that was, was very young. Knew, wasn't I was it? like, okay. Yeah. Oh, you, the bowling alley before as well when there's the girl bending over the... Oh, the school to, girls. Yeah, the yeah. school girls to pick up the bowling balls. Like, they, they put it throughout a lot and I was like, I don't know if you need though... Like, why to be a character that you dislike, you don't need to make him the scum of the world. Like, Well, that's the thing. I mean, similar to, to Cactus Bill, he was kind of enigmatic and engaging on screen. Like, I, I thought it was a really strong performance from Thoreau, similar to Paul Rudd. And he completely owned it, the fact that this guy was pretty fucked up. So um, I just had understand uh, issues understanding his intentions. So, like, spell this out for me. At the end, when he doesn't save Bill, and, and you know what, Bill's probably beyond saving, I get that. And then he obviously turns the monitor so he can watch, so he can go, watch go to the room. So that's this is this is a terrible betrayal in a guy's your, your friend's last moments of his life whether he's going to do anything or not like he's insinuating that oh, yeah. you know you can't stop me now mate yeah but then then he really dirties up at Leo and like demands an apology from him because he killed Bill is that is that what he wants an apology for see this is where I have all my questions I've so I think that's him trying because he sent the text message yeah, to yeah, Leo yeah, I got that so I reckon that's him trying to deal with he he's actually the cause of it and he wants someone else to blame for it rather than himself. But I swear he was saying apologize. Yeah, apologize. yeah, because he because he wants that blame not to be on him, so he wants him to own up and say, yeah, he you were the one that killed him, not me. Whereas he because he was the reason that he that he okay. him. So it was for his own. Yeah, and my thing was the, the whole reason why he put his voice boxing at the end because yeah, so he, he could wanted, say, he could say, say, yeah. say, tell me you're sorry. Yeah. Yeah, none of that worked for me. That last 15 minutes. Like, didn't need it. it. It did not need it at all. No, after the house, like you finish in that house and you're done. Like you didn't That's, need yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, like he was good to watch at times. Like I, as I said at the start, like the, the scenes with him and Bill were, were and as you touched on as well, Simone, they, they, were, they were good scenes because I was, I think I was always expecting more from those characters. But um, at the end, the, f- the film finishes like, what is this guy? Like, what, what am I supposed to think yeah. of Again, like in a, in a similar way that the characters felt like he almost had like you saw two sides of him, and I thought that you know seeing where he watched him die, I was like you should have treated me better and things like that. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was quite good. Like I thought um, he he played out this character, but death is such in, a big thing, right? You should have yeah. treated me better, but you're still my best friend, but you're gonna die. I'm and gonna I, fa- I found it really know. weird. Like, you, like surely they- you kill the pedophile first. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, what's this film saying, yeah. right? <laughs> and, uh, like, I, I felt like they were talking within it towards he always, like, he called him babe all the time. So yeah. like, sorry, babe. And yeah. I'm like, it was just, it was yeah. weird. It was, again, it was, like, <laughs> the reason this movie wasn't, like, uh, turned off yeah. at halfway. And my commitment to the football. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Next character. I actually like that. Surely you killed a pedophile first. <laughs> Surely you do. <laughs> if you're going to give us his character, you need to tell me what you think about pedophilia. Oh, you killed him? Okay, pedophilia is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it clear. Because <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I would say the director's like, I need to make sure people yeah. don't think I <sighs> like pedophilia. Just kill him. Because there's no need to put it in the movie. Not really. No, no there wasn't. Nah. All right, I got Luba down. Yeah, me too. To me, Luba's just this character who is there to keep Leo on the journey. It was literally like he turned up every sort of step or clue that he found. It was like Luba was there to... Um, so you could ignore Cactus as being the... Like, it was 
it was just this obvious device to make your mind off cactus from being the person that's doing anything. Yeah, in a sense. He also, I think he's also an example of Nadira being completely out there on her own before you know she's dead. If this guy knows nothing about her, who seems to be her only friend who lives yep. with her, then something's up. And, and he's kind of like that beacon of, uh, I don't know where she is. And even though we're friends, he kicked her out of the curb so quickly. Like, you know, she owed me money and, you know, why, why would she follow you? Like, he, he seemed to just forget about her straight away, which made you think, if Leo doesn't find Adira, she's completely screwed. That's that's And that was kind of the only other reason that yep. he was really in it. Yeah. I thought, I thought Leo was interesting. Yeah, he was um, <laughs> But now that you kind of say it to me, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's probably why he was there to kind of progress the story and maybe kind of, yeah, divert from... Because would you call it a twist at the end? No. I think it was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be. It's, it, I've had, we've had a few issues with the Netflix films where before the end, they like go back to this... Like yeah. they, they have this scene where, you know, the skyline, you know, did this twisty thing. It's like, I thought, oh, maybe they're going forward in time. And I'm like, oh, no, they're going back. Like, they, they uh, some weird what, devices. What about when um, Leo's in the back room and he opens up the freezer or whatever and there's nothing <laughs> in there? And you're like, uh, we saw her get put in a bag. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, don't give us this like fake reveal. You just got to keep looking. Like, and then it's just next to next the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought, I, there were some times where I think they just you're assumed to make a leap um, in some of the story plots just because it's the future like there's like oh do you like my new fake boobs yeah. or whatever you can have them if you want and as a watching it you just like okay it's the future they yeah. can do that like yeah. and a few for what it's worth there wasn't anything that they, they leaped too far and it didn't work they just did some things that didn't work yeah, yeah. I just kept there's things I'm like oh me finding out about these things would be more interesting than the actual sure, movie. Yeah, but. yeah, absolutely. The last one I've got there is Nadira. Yeah. Just thought you'd need to briefly touch on it because... Yeah, you, you do. You barely saw her on screen, but everyone was in love with her. Like Cactus, Leo, Luba. Like, if you've got the, all these characters that are fighting or arguing over her, like, what was so good about her? That's a good question. Like, yeah. what? Like, yeah. just give me something to prove me apart. Like, you see that she's really nice to Leo and his you know, inability to speak. But yeah. apart from that, you don't see any other, I don't know, reasons for people to be, you know, so in love with her. Yeah, yeah. They and do that, a decent yeah. job of actually making her really flaky hmm. and uncommitted to Leo, despite, I think you believe that she has real feelings for him. Um, so there's that element of unknown about her, which I think is important that they keep an element of unknown. Yeah. So her disappearance is believable. Yeah. So you sit there and go, oh, I can understand how this girl's got caught up in something because she was always a bit, there was something missing where she wasn't yeah. telling you everything and it, it made sense. Again, it was another one of those things where you know, she's just about to tell, she's like, you know, I've got these things going on with me and then they get cut off. And it's like, so was oh. she going to say like, I've got this kid with this guy? Was that, was that going to be her story or was it going to be something I else? I thought maybe the story more was that she was um, a call girl on the side. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. Yep. Uh, because the cactus build thing was actually a twist for me when they revealed that that sorry when that daughter his daughter was also a deer I didn't know that yeah, I didn't see yeah. that coming and I'm like ah oh, of course you bloody I was because I was trying to think what are the connections between yeah. these two cactus like I was just watching the whole time. two stories side by side and I'm like oh well, that, that's quite odd but that was good I enjoyed that little twist hmm. have you got any other characters no I think we've covered Done. everyone that had yeah, more than right. three lines so you, we spoke before about Duncan Jones, the director. Mm. Interesting sort of timeline. You mentioned Moon and Source Code, like yeah. pretty well received films. Good films, yeah. Yeah, good films. And then went on to do Warcraft, mm. which 
was panned, but and did huge numbers in China. That's your payday, isn't it? Huge like, numbers in China. You do your films for you, and yeah. then you get your, oh. your, your your pay. Yeah. Um, cast okay. Any cast was cast great. Yeah. Like it's a good cast. Yeah. One I like them. I like um Skarsgård. How many Skarsgårds are there? <laughs> it's a good question. There's Bill. There's Bill Alex. Alexander, and obviously the dad. Uh, yeah. From. He's in the Thor movies. Yes, he is. Yeah, because I didn't know too much of Scars Guys, and obviously, like, it and everything come up. And when I came into this movie, obviously, we don't talk about, and then I'm like, oh, Scars Guys. Yeah. Like, True Blood, mate. This, yeah. say, this, is, this is true. <laughs> true Blood, True Blood all over. Eric Northman. Good old Eric. He was always good. All right, I think it's time we look at some scenes. I've got another True Blood reference later on. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> All right, scenes. What what did you like, Simon? Tell us some scenes that stood out for you. So I I struggled. It wasn't even that I, I felt like there was a lot of you know good or bad. There were just kind of scenes, mm. but there was a few that were. Okay, I thought obviously um, the whole play on him being a mute, and they play up. You know, he has to take that that breath in before he drinks because I'm assuming that drinking water, like he can't even yell, like it's all like sore for his throat. But when he did find Adira and he held the body and he kind of... And then he had that, you know, like voiceless scream that he did to the screen. I thought that was quite powerful. Um, It built up to something that... Okay, I I felt the most connection with that character then. Um, And then the scene where Paul Rudd was was lying on the floor dying with the knife through his throat and... Um, ducks talking him about you should have treated me better. I can't, I can't, I can't take you to the hospital because you know what's going to happen. Like they got too many questions. Um, so I thought they were the two of the the better ones. Good, good pickups. And I think you said about it actually being visually stunning. Yeah. I thought some of that was alright. They weren't good scenes, but the one where he stole the car and he was chasing the hovercraft, it just kind of looked good. Felt a little drive for me, like. It, that looked um, cool, and I, I was a little bit confused at start. I was like, I'm like, why are we getting all these awesome shots of the scene there? I'm like, oh, he's following that. I the, thought that as well. Taxi, I'm like, yeah. what is he doing with his yeah. head? He's like, look at what driving like this. Yeah. yeah, I thought that too. It took me a while to pick it, <coughs> which is bad if that takes you a while <laughs> yeah. to work out why the character's going. It could be on us, though. I, I, I was there for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, I reckon as we go on, there's going to be a lot of things that you say, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was there for that one. At least. <laughs> MJ. Um, I've got some similar stuff to Simo. Um, I liked it when the first time when he was screaming underwater, um, mainly because that's the first time he really showed any emotion. And before that, I was thought he was like this robotic sort of character. Um, he still kind of was, but um, I think my favourite scene was where Bill lectures Duck about all that pedophilic stuff. I thought Paul Rudd in that scene was fucking electric. Um, and then they had that, that rise of the music combined with obviously the seriousness of the situation. You can't have that conversation without it being deadly serious. Um, and that's when you really agree with Cactus Bill's moral compass. So that I, I love that scene. I thought it was really good. And not for one second did I think that Duck was going to stop being a pedophile or whatever he was, but mm. um, such a great scene. And then finally, I, that, that just uh, the, I want to say final scene, but unfortunately it wasn't the final scene because it kept going. But, <laughs> The intensity of the scene where uh, Leo discovered the Dira and he killed Bill. Just, I, I was in on that scene from the very start. I thought that was really, really good. But that's all from me. I've, yeah, I've got very little to add. Uh, like I mentioned I didn't like a lot of Cactus's lines, but there was this one scene where he's sitting in a cafe and there's this elderly lady and they're compl- talking about cookies and biscuits and stuff and then he's like had enough of her and he just has a go at her and he's like you know 
if you don't shut up, I'm going to stick something up your snatch. What is it? I'm <laughs> going like, to shove this mug so far up your snatch, you're going to have a third ear or something like that. Good memory. I was just like, <laughs> I, was like I was like, who says that to someone? But it, yeah. But you know like, what? How rude was she as well? Like, she was trying to be nice. Yeah, I thought she was <laughs> trying, why was she sitting there? Firstly, she's sitting on his table. Secondly, she is eavesdropping to that entire conversation. That's what. That's why you said it. Yeah, I don't know. Because just... they're talking and she's like just like staring at them like completely <laughs> gobsmacked for what they're saying. To be fair... That, you're right, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. It's hard not to be gobsmacked. I know. That, I, was just, I was like, wow. Well, that was the humour of the scene, wasn't it? There's like this random person sitting there and they're just talking liberally about what, what they're yeah, going to do. Yeah, that scene was funny. I, that was a good scene. Yeah. They were really good together, Justin Throw and, um, they were. and Paul Rowe. All right, what Is was that it? not? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I was, I, was scra- scra- I was scraping the barrel. I was like, "What? What moment did I think was okay?" Uh, Simo, give us something that you'd, you'd rather forget. Rather forget. I'm trying to go through. I just got like lots of questions. It's not like I had scenes that I'm like, "That was a bad scene." Yeah. It was just a scene. It was like a nothing thing. I, d- I didn't kind of get a lot of stuff that was at his house so like I thought they'd kind of build on that Amish thing but yep. it was just him and they didn't there, at all like, did they? it yeah. was just it was just nothing there um some of the some of the, the scenes with like the Russian gangsters and stuff like that and the torturing was I don't know it was a bad scene but it was it was kind of a bit cringe but mm. um yeah. ripping the bullets out of the legs and I thought that one was okay yeah. some of the banter that they had was quite good um but I think it was just a lot of the scenes with Nadira and Leo where there wasn't and well, there wasn't like something fun or like something happening that well, they just they just no kind dialogue, of so. they just didn't land what about when they're just flat. sitting in the park and they got the phone out and then they just project yeah. their images on the screens around them like it's kind of cool that wasn't it I thought it was cool yeah. as the flying Uber Eats that was yeah <laughs> that was cool we're probably not too far off that. I was gonna say yeah. drone drone <laughs> drone food yeah. MJ what have you got um initially when Leo was obviously looking for Nadira and he ends up at that bloke's apartment with all that weird makeup on. <laughs> well, I don't I don't quite understand why he abused him and, and like shoved him around when, to me, that was at a point where we didn't know anything that was happening and he didn't ask, obviously couldn't ask, but he could have got more answers out of that guy, right? Because yeah, he, he found just, the photo. Yeah, the, yeah, he found all this stuff and then, then he just like shoved him on the bed and walked off and I'm like, why don't you try and get more information from this guy? Because and obviously that just didn't work with the plot. <laughs> they wanted him to go to more places. But... It's a bit. I think feel like it's hard to harder to flesh out the ones on what he's trying to get when he was mute. Like they had to kind of you know show the photos and he's like, all right, I've got yeah. as much information I can. Oh, okay. That scene was weird too because those two robot sex dolls. Oh yeah, bed. That that's weird. right. Yeah, and you turn them on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 really weird and random. Um, I've I've got the scene that I meant we we talked about. Like, I didn't like when he when um, Duck left Bill to die and turned the screen on the little girl. That was that was a bit much for me. Yeah. Um, Leo laying outside with Nadira's corpse, just laying under the tree, just watching the videos together on the game. But you know what? That was. Oh, we need to keep Leo on here because Duck's gonna go sort him out. Like, I just don't think that would have happened um, if it was real. I don't think he'd just wander outside, sit in the backyard. Probably would have left. Absolutely <laughs> would have left, but they needed him to stay there yeah. whilst all this other stuff was going we've got on. Another twenty minutes we want to make. Um, and the whole breathing underwater thing—how he's obviously worked to this point where he's got this really good tank to breathe underwater. That was so obviously going to come back at some point. Like, they made yeah. it way too obvious that, like, this is, like, his little thing. 
And when it happened, I was like, ah, come on. It was such a bad final death scene. Like, it was, it was just terrible. Because it was very predictable. It, it was so... Let's just yeah. park on a bridge and... Park on the bridge and then he's also like, oh, there's, there's a gate, gate here, by the way, on the bridge. Like, there is on every bridge. <laughs> yeah. He just opened the gate and he's going to push him in the water. I'm like, and oh, I wonder what's going to happen here. Was Leo just meant to be just, like, kind of semi-conscious or like... Yeah, because he, he definitely was really battling to, like, stay awake. But then he obviously had a fair bit of strength to do what he did at the end so yeah that didn't work for me that, that, in fact three of those scenes there are from the after Bill dies that, that's how bad the ending was I thought it just got worse and worse and worse yeah uh, Leo making that bed in his garage a bed for him and Nadira to yeah. have I was like this is literally so he can have this cool weapon to go and smash people with that was all that was for was yeah yeah I, I, <laughs> yeah so if you didn't know that at the time i was like okay yeah cool cool Make, <laughs> making a bed what's wrong with the one you've got upstairs um and like they didn't really have any closure because like he was obviously really talented with his sculpting and like you know he's always rolling those little sculpted balls yeah, and, yeah. sculpting and drawing like, yeah super talented but... and is wood like a commodity in the future that only like he is using yeah, so, like possibly and the amish people so. yeah because it just felt like that people were like oh wood like, <laughs> I sort of have a bit of a question on that too because like obviously to at the bar he rolls one of those wooden things to Nadira and then at the end he gives one to the girl yeah. and she had a bracelet did she already have one on the bracelet so yeah. so the mum had already given her Correct. her one okay so then you've then you're supposed to know that she does had been catching up with the daughter then yep. yeah yeah okay um yeah like we mentioned this, I think that goes back to then one of the reasons why he killed her maybe poor uh, the cactus, cactus jack because yes. that makes a lot more sense yeah, yeah. um because we talked about cactus bill only having an intention to get back to America. America yeah. Maybe that was one thing standing in as well. Well, amongst other things, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we mentioned this. All the scenes with Duck being gross. The bowling alley, the treadmill, the room with the cameras. The and treadmill then, was bad, The wasn't treadmill it? was bad, yeah. yeah. It was just really yeah. awkward. I was like, how much are you going to show here? Because yeah. this is a proper little girl. And the mum was in the room, too. Was, yeah. She, uh, she was just so happy that the she girl was walking, getting a leg. Yeah. yeah. The, Which was believable. The scene at the mall when the, you know they get drunk at the sort of the, the diner American the American bar, bar. Yeah. and then like he steals some nuts and then he just has this stash with the security guard like yeah. I was like why like I get we already know that he can lose it pretty quickly like we don't need further evidence of that happening uh, and finally uh, <laughs> the this is this is the scene in the basement and then you know the Nicky guy's on the table and, and <laughs> he goes and gets him off and says you know get an escape whatever yeah. and then he goes up the stairs and then Cactus like you know kills him and he's like oh you know <laughs> these stairs are going to kill you I'm like come on <laughs> I completely forgot about that yeah. guy well because when they had that shot on the, the table of, with the sheet over it I was like oh maybe that's the girl and then like in on the subtitles it said um, Nicky mumbles like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh okay so it's Nicky <laughs> not to mention that we saw her in a fucking plastic, plastic bag. bag. <laughs> like it, they, they did these things where they were like trying to. My whole thing was like, even up to the end, I'm like, is she still alive? alive? We kind of <laughs> like half saw her yeah. die, but at the same time, like, is she alive? But yeah, yeah. They because they, they he gave you too much information, and then he tried to like go, hey, what yeah, yeah. Like, you just showed me what it was. Like, <laughs> all right, what's this movie trying to say? What are some things? I think this was trying to trying to say a lot and didn't do a very good job of it. Is my overall opinion. What what have you guys? I think got? that's a great point. I, I think any message in this film is pretty slim because they didn't they didn't put enough into anything. No. Um, I think that the example of loyalty, particularly when you look at Leo versus Duck, for example, who's loyal, who's not loyal. Duck's yep. extremely unloyal. Leo is insanely loyal. And things work out much better for Leo. So, And, that, and that's kind of the main, the main commentary that I got out of it. 
I thought it was pretty flimsy from a theme perspective. Yep. I mean, the only thing where, you know, they felt, you know, like trapped in the world they wanted to get out of, like, obviously, he was working bar at a strip joint, you know, she was a call girl on the side, and, like, you know, they were kind of, like, trapped in almost poverty in this new world that... um, I thought, like, the whole depiction of the future felt a bit cliche, you know? Sometimes we get, you know, there's cities with the neon signs and the hover cars and the the kind of police that are very, you know, like authoritarian and, and like, you know, we're in this society. I don't know, it just felt all a bit cliche. And yeah, like a sci-fi film, like with technology, it's like, you know, it usually has something to say about the technology, where with this one was just like, we've got a guy who's Amish who is old school and then we've got technology, which is new school like this world and that's it. Let's just yeah. jam that down your That's exactly what it was, wasn't it? That's all it was. Um, again, it's got that underlying sort of thing where you've got these US troops in a place they shouldn't be again. Yeah. We've had that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and... <laughs> You know the 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 water too. Like you know, it was like almost like you know the opening scene is he becomes mute from the water. He constantly is drinking, using water, and then that allows him to escape at the end. Yeah. And it was just I don't know. I just wasn't a massive fan of that. How many Netflix films have had, had significance water. with water? <laughs> this one's the worst. <laughs> um, the I saw this one online and I didn't mind this one because I hadn't thought about it in this context. But it said um, someone said the movie's about children who are silenced by their parents and society. And that's literally, why, yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, it works not bad, not badly. Because yeah. going to the silence, I think you guys saw like the one scene. It felt like what um, the daughter, yeah, Josie, Josie, yeah, and um, our main character, uh, Leo, Leo, yeah. both speak for the first Person, time in the whole right, movie yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And I, I, I like mm. significance for that in terms of your theme. Yeah, yeah. I can, I've got it. some questions about that um, for our question section. Yeah, I, I, how long does your question session usually go to? go for when you do the podcast not, not that long oh, oh, you I, got heaps depends how you want I, to them. yeah alright we need to keep moving then so <laughs> what did we take away from this I don't mind that theme though yeah did you say you found that online I did like good. yeah oh, but you're going to poke holes in it soon so a little bit all good so no no not poke holes but add to it I think so what do we take from this film what do you think so for me yeah this film was about the futuristic world that was being created and there was not enough thought put into character motivations or messages that you take away from it it's like they wanted to create the next Total Recall or Blade Runner, but they just missed the key ingredients that make those films good. Yep. Like, Total Recall is not good because it's based in the future. It's good for a host of reasons, reasons. about the fact that what, what a cool concept, what a cool character. Um, with that said, the world was pretty cool though. Mm. Um, the tech stuff was pretty cool and a couple of scenes were pretty cool, um, but like nothing more than that and nothing that I'm really going to take away or remember. So I reckon hardcore sci-fi fan is probably going to still eat this up. So I like sci-fi and no. No? Okay. <laughs> like, the set, like I said, the yeah, set pieces were yeah. cool, but I like sci-fi for the messages that it has or the, yeah, exactly the commentary right. that it has and this didn't have much. There'll be people that don't care about that. They just want to see the cool stuff and they want to see movie stars. Well, I don't know about the... What have we got? 40, 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's 20% of them. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was, it was setting me up to say that I should be taking something away from this film and there was nothing there for me. I don't know if I missed it, but even like beyond visually and some of the the fun Paul Rudd scenes um, it was an hour and a half too long Oh, so it should have been half an hour movie <laughs> <laughs> that's not the way to say sorry there was only 30 minutes of it that oh, I was okay. really like engaged yeah. in <laughs> there, was, there was an hour and a half of filler yeah, okay. <laughs> alright so on, on our show we 
discuss if we've jumped on IMDb to look anything or anyone up. MJ? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. There was a character called Rob, who was one of the guys at the start who, like, abused Nadira and then uh, Leo. There was a black guy and a white guy. He was a white guy. Yep. I don't know how else to, like, say him, because he kind of just antagonized Leo, right? So I look. I was looking at him like, who is this guy? And he is from True Blood. Okay. <laughs> so he would have been with Alexander Skarsgård, actually. Probably got him the job. He played a character called Macklin Warlow, who had a brief relationship with Sookie in the film. But I think he turned up being... Oh, sorry, in the movie, in the show. I think he turned up being... Ended up being evil. But as soon as I saw him, I was like, man, you are so familiar. And as soon as I looked, I'm like, oh, that guy. Oh, good. He was the perfect IMDB kind of category. Yeah. It's a good one. Simo? His name is Robert Kaczynski. Robert Kaczynski. Hi, Robert, if you're listening. I had one. Yeah. And I, I, I felt very, very confident that I didn't have to IMDB it, <laughs> but I did just to make sure. Nothing about that. I do that all the time. It's still screwed <laughs> yes, up. So. Paul Rudd is in. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Good movie. He's um, a man. So, um, the the person who was in the Japanese kabuki, is that yep. how you say it? Makeup, who had the, the, sex, the yep. robot sex dolls. Ah. Um, so... Um, Dominic Monaghan, is that how you say? Mary from Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. Straight away, the way you're screaming at my arm, pretty sure oh, I know good. that is. So that, that, was a, that, that, that scene was um, interesting. It was an interesting choice of him to play that <laughs> one. But... <laughs> Probably only had him for a day as well. <laughs> how can um, we use him? That was, the, that was the only one. I didn't, I didn't go on IMDb, but I looked up something. Um, there's a scene where Leo goes and talks to um, Josie's grandma. Yes. And the grandma on the subtitles says she's speaking in Pashto. I was like, "All right." And I was, I, I was like, "I know of that." And I'm like, and I looked it up just to confirm it's Afghani. All right. I, I couldn't work out why she's in the middle of Germany speaking Afghani, but it was a very was... multicultural film, though. Yeah, mm. I think a lot of the sci-fi futuristic kind of ones they play on the fact that you know it's very multicultural, and you know, I just had no gist whatsoever that um, what's it, whatever her name was. Nakira, not Nakira. Nadira. Nadira was, was Afghani. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Question time. Simo, you've, you've been holding us up for these. I'm looking forward. What have you got? Ask away. Who are the one, five, six? So on the TV, and you said something about the moon. Yep. They had about, you know, the one, five, six are going to make, make their maker. Um, um, they said free the one, five, six. I mean, I got the feeling it was like a ex-military. They played it, on it, it's strictly from moon. And I was going to bring this up, but I, it spoils Moon. And okay. I, I don't think we're in the game to spoil yeah, no, another don't movie. Spoil moon. Um, okay. But so it, we'll leave it's it as completely unquote. relevant to Moon. Okay. And didn't impact the plot for this. But it's a good question. <laughs> what are the things that they carry around their neck that's like a button? Okay. If you even press it sometimes. I've got that in here as well. So to me, that was like the, the new technology of mobile phones. It was literally for them to communicate with each other. Mm. So... They made this big deal about Leo, you know, being poor with technology and she got him the most basic phone ever. Mm. Surely just chucking that around his neck would be a lot. I guess he's, um, he's mute, so there you go. I answer my question. His phone rings and he picks it up. <laughs> okay. She's like, are you there? <laughs> okay, so that makes more yeah, that sense. Is... <laughs> okay. There's I'm like, now. <laughs> there was a few times where even in that um, where he's calling him out to be a pedophile yeah. was it when he's throwing it and then he's, and he's, he's talking, talking to the guy the, so yeah. that's just all that stuff but it felt like they were like pressing it and like yeah. it was weird cool okay that yeah. answered my own question that, that was good, good. <laughs> what, what else why didn't you give away that one? <laughs> I didn't want a question but I, I'm like oh, okay he's mute we're gonna see him like speak sign language or do something and at the end he kind of makes the motion do you want food through his mouth and then that was it there was like just 
He did it like once or twice at the start as well, but you're right. I mean, they obviously they, they play on their notepad, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he uses that a lot. I don't know if that's like a, a mechanic, but... Um, you would think he'd be very good at... But mind you, it's, if he's good at sign language, it doesn't mean anything if no one else knows, knows it. it. Yeah. yeah, but I think you'd hope Nadira would want to learn like... I'm pretty sure they've been dating for like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that's the vibe that I got. Um, and the only other one was um, the syndicates. So we've got that scene where you went in with Nikki and they're at that kind of like Korean barbecue I, bar. I think I've got this as well, yeah. <laughs> and then there's like, I've got my the syndicates yeah, yeah. there. And obviously they're, I don't know who they are. I'm like, their I had eyes some, were all shut yeah. weirdly. I've got that too. I'm like, what What was the point of them? Like, why Why were their eyes That's all... That's what I mean. This movie was so self-indulgent with this world that they'd created. Yeah. They put so much focus in just like, hey, how cool is this? Oh, hey, look yeah. at this. Uh, I don't think there was a lot. No answer. <laughs> That's my answer anyway. <laughs> All right, well, I got I got another one. Um, so this sort of relates back into like society and parents keeping people mute. So oh, we yeah. spoke about Josie and and Leo. They didn't give any background on Josie why she didn't speak throughout and or why she was a drawer, or that was it. So do you reckon that's possibly because Duck's been abusing her for a long time? Did we get a clo- like a look at what she was drawing? There was one where, he, yeah, she added to that picture that he drew. Leo drew that one, the one of the bears or whatever, and she added an extra one to yeah. it. But I'm not sure. So I don't, it's I don't an know. interesting point. Because I don't understand why she was, yeah, that uh, didn't Look, the, the, the answer that I kind of thought about her not speaking was to do with the fact that she was always an afterthought for her parents, that she didn't feel loved or cared for and anything like that. Um, yeah, I, I hope that wasn't <laughs> I was going to say I didn't feel that but now I want to go back and watch that scene where he was like I'll oh, come to Uncle yeah, yeah. but she kind of liked Uncle him. Duck yeah. yeah she kind of liked him didn't she yeah I don't know like I'm just I'm trying I'm, I'm just thinking okay you've got this movie called Mute and you've got this scene at the end that I, you probably don't need where they both speak you could have had the movie without them speaking a word and then you need like you understand why he's mute yeah, if you're going to have this literally. this big closure where she finally speaks you need to know why she was mute too yeah so I don't know. Well, I don't... Yeah, you know what? When she spoke at the end, it was the first time I realised that she hadn't spoken. Okay. Like, I wasn't sitting there going, oh, she hasn't spoken okay, yet. Yeah. It was when she spoke, I'm like, I don't recognise her. Yeah. Speaking, so... Cool. Any other questions? Not for no. me, no. All right, well... I've got a dog update. Oh, good. <laughs> Love a Bernie and Todd update? Yeah. Well, I was watching this movie with my two dogs, Bernie and Todd, and I didn't even think Todd was watching the screen but you wouldn't even realise but a dog walked past at one point in the movie like I didn't even notice it but Todd went crazy and I was like oh okay there's a dog like he, I swear he wasn't even watching this time and he still picked it up clever dog oh clever pain in the ass. so we're at the stage where I think we're going to wrap this up we each give a rating out of 5 for the film and then work out what our overall average for Flicks Forum is MJ would you like to start us off with mm. what you think um, I think that without a couple of Hollywood A-listers, this film would have fallen pretty flat for me. Um, there was too much emphasis on creating this world, not enough on character motivations or the plot to be engaging enough. So slogging through over two hours for such a wishy-washy ending was a tough beat. Two stars. Two stars. All right. Simo? Along the same line, I guess when I said before I could have done without 90 minutes of this movie that's probably a bit harsh <laughs> but at the same time the multiple times for the movie i checked them like i couldn't believe how long it was to go i didn't know where it was going and um i feel like i'm trying to remember what i gave bomb scared because i actually liked that movie not too like it was all right so but 
I have one down 1.5. Is that too mean? No, that's, that's, that's <laughs> nothing wrong with the 1.5. I didn't enjoy it. What did you give Bombs get? Probably 1.5 as well. No, I'm thinking I gave that at least two. Okay. So that's why I wanted to go a little bit lower because yeah, Bomb Scared yeah. was better than this movie. All right. Well, I'm I'm not a fan of this because I do like sci-fi and this one had no underlying theme on what was actually going on in the world. And that's why it didn't work for me. I agree it was too long. It didn't really connect with any of the characters. So there wasn't much for me in this as well. And I'm also giving it 1.5. So that gives us an average of a 1.6. Or 1.7. I didn't think... <laughs> 1.66, we I round up. I, I don't know, do we round up? 1.67. 1.66. 1.67. Okay, 1.67. Whatever. Well, we if you want to round... We could do that. We could go up to 1.7. <laughs> if it's 1.66 what? 666666. Six, 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 then you can go up to... All right, we'll go to 1.7. <laughs> Maths, specialties. Um, <laughs> I definitely didn't think I'd be given this the highest rating out of the three of us. No, I didn't either. All right, well, we are on social media. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram... We like to put posts up there this week, just in the general theme of this film. What what this would week, this day? This day oh, geez, sorry, day. <laughs> nearly there. We're nearly at the end. Blade Runner or Blade Runner twenty forty nine? If you had to pick one, that's your question. Mm. I haven't seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Well, you can't answer that question. Unfortunate. <laughs> well, no, no, I, I, I think Blade Runner was great. Blade Runner. Was, <laughs> they are both great films, so I find it difficult. Second to, one's good, is it? Second one's good. Yeah, it's I good fun. It. Yeah. I have to watch the first one. Watch them, but, yeah. Which which cut are you gonna watch though? There's lots of different. I've cuts. watched the direct, there's director's, director's cut, cut, the yeah. final cut, the oh God, okay. plenty of cuts. So is this how bad this one was? So the questions not even related to to a movie. Questions, the questions related, related to the movie. Yeah, well, that's kind of. This was a, this was definitely very Blade Runnerish. <laughs> <laughs> this was very Blade like it tried to be Blade Runner, yeah, but it yeah. just failed. We're back again tomorrow. We're yeah. getting so We're close so to Christmas. Close. So close, so close. Tomorrow we have the 2018 Japanese American crime drama thriller. It's The Outsider. It's directed by Martin Zandvliet, and it stars Jared Leto, Tabuna, sorry, Tadanobu Asano, Kapai Sheena, Rory Cochran, Shioru Kutsana, and Emil Hirsch. Hirsch. Cool. Hirsch. Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. Should we, uh, should we see if Simo's around tomorrow as well? Yeah. Well, it's not that busy time of year. You we'll know? let you know. Are you free tomorrow? We'll let you know. We'll talk about it. Come in tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> All right. We'll see. We'll see. Give me the heads up, yeah. and when you re-listen to this one, if you if you feel like I haven't done too bad, then I'm not, not going to have time. Before. Before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, you don't get to. I'll be here. All right, <laughs> we'll see you both tomorrow then. See you, mate. See you.